are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Guys, binder.com with two R's on the end does $500 per customer per month today. They have six customers, so 3,000 in monthly recurring revenue. Jacob has invested so far over $2 million of his own money in the business, mainly to pay for the team. There's 18 full-time. He's burning called $100,000 per month, but has a lot of conviction on the vision of what he's trying to build. He got that money, by the way, from his first exit, now plowing it into Binder, which is helping folks that serve it, you know, accountants, lawyers, CSPs, and Malta. Uh, help them service their customers faster in a more automated fashion. Uh, they're launching now, looking to scale up their customer base, scale up the team, and obviously scale revenue. We'll see what happens next. Hey, folks. My guest today is Jacob Apple. He loves building companies, had a nice eight-figure exit from Bolt in 2023, and is now building his life's work with a company called Binder, B-I-N-D-E-R-R.com, which helps you automate the workflow of CSPs. All right, Jacob, ready to take us to the top? Let's do it, Nathan. Real quick, what's a CSP? Is it customer service professional? Corporate service provider. Corporate service provider. Okay, I was a little bit off. So that would usually be like an accountant, lawyer. Yep. Now, before we, before we jump into that world, automate workflows of accountants and lawyers, you mentioned the eight-figure exit from Bolt. Were you a founder of Bolt? No. I owned the franchise in a in a few countries down in the Mediterranean and mm-hmm. exited that uh, last year. What was the, what was the URL of that company? Bolt.com? That EU. Bolt.eu. It's a large ride hailing and food delivery company in Europe. And so what do you mean and you owned the, you weren't, you weren't necessarily a co-founder, but you bought the trademark rights in certain countries or what do you mean by you were the franchise owner? Yeah, we basically had the right to operate that company on in a number of countries. So it was, it was our own setup. It was our own company and we just had, so we were piggybacking their technology. Okay. And so w- when they exited, um, I mean, I think from January in January 11, 2022, Bolt was valued at something like $8.4 billion. So I guess do the, if I if I ping the founders of Bolt, will they know you? Will they know? Oh, yeah, I know Jacob. It, yeah, they'll know who I am. Yes. Okay. So so how how should my audience think about your slice of the $8.4 billion valuation from last year? As fairly minimal, I would say. We, I was running three fairly small countries, Cyprus, Malta, and Tunisia. And it was, it was both themselves that acquired our business back. Um, so we had, I, me and my partners, we had the franchise right to operate in a number of countries. And I guess at some point when we started making too much money, they, they wanted to uh, buy the, the operations. And there was like a predefined uh, buyout clause in the contract we had with them. And what is that buyout clause? It says something like, hey, we have the right to buy you out at 1x revenue or something like that? 
Yeah, I I can't disclose the the exact figures because I think we're still under the the confidentiality of the of of the exit. Um, but yeah, th- there was a predefined buyout uh, clause in the in the contract we had with them. Were you able to grow your three locations to above a million dollars a year in revenue? Yes. Okay. And significantly. Okay, more than ten million. I'm not. Ex- I'm not because we're still like the the whole. We are still waiting to get paid for some of the of of, of that exit. Uh, so I don't know how close I can get to the figures. Above a million is definitely not saying too much. I don't know how much closer I can get than that. Okay. What percent of the deal price was not cash up front? It sounds like you're on an earnout right now or something like that. Are you still waiting on twenty percent of the deal price? Fifty percent. No, but. By far, the majority was, was, was paid right away. And then there was like a, a percentage allocated to make sure that the, the, the whole operation that they were taking over was running smoothly. All right, let's jump into Binder. So when did you write the first line of code for Binder? Three and a half years ago. So were you running this while you were also doing the Bolt franchises? Yes. I see. Very interesting. I knew at some point... I knew at some point that our bolt venture would uh, come to an end, and I wanted, although that bolt was a was a fantastic success for us, it was never really ours. It was uh, we were just a, a a partner, and I really wanted us to to sort of control our own destiny and 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 build our own thing. So. As soon as I realized that uh, at, at some point the, the bolt journey would come to an end, we, we, we started our own thing. Okay. So you started writing code for this in somewhere around uh, 2020. Um, help me understand today, how is a lawyer or an accountant using your platform to grow their business? So we, we've only just launched the platform to the, the market. We spent two years actually building an accounting app to then realize that maybe there was a better opportunity in specifically focusing on this niche when it comes to corporate service providers. Mm-hmm. So to, what, are you pre-revenue today or do you have paying customers? We have paying customers today, but we are early mm-hmm. in our revenue journey. So when did you get your first paying customer? In March. March this year. Okay, that's great. How did you decide a lot of founders when they launch and get the first customer, they're not quite sure what pricing model to use? What did you price your software at? We went with uh, a, a model where we felt there was a good opportunity learning from big players like Stripe and, and other companies that really have become so successful because they became part of the journey of the customer that they're serving. So they would grow their business on a on a basis of a percentage of what was coming through. We felt fairly early on these lawyers, these accountants who are incorporating companies and who are doing corporate filings, that we want to be really aligned with their revenue stream. So we we charge mostly a transactional cost. So every time you go and incorporate a company through Binder or you appoint a new director, then we charge a fee for that uh, transaction while we also charge a small subscription per client that they manage. 
what transactions are associated with the company when they, you know, for example, add a new director? Are you trying to say you, you charge on a utility-based model where every time they take an action, you charge like per that action? Or is there actual like you're charging a percent of GMV? No. So imagine if you want to appoint a new director in Nathan's company, you would go to your service provider and you would say, I would like to appoint this director. They would charge you $300 to appoint a new director that service provider would appoint that new director because it's automated through Binder and we charge them a percentage of that. So we would charge them like $30 to appoint a new director through Binder because the whole flow is automated. I guess, so on average, what's the customer paying you per month today? Today, they're paying us about 500 euros a month. Okay. So this is for like a, a lawyer or an accountant to- that, that, that maybe has, you know, five to 10 customers, something like that. Our customers on average have two to 300 clients that they're serving. Okay. And the reason why we are only at 500 euros on average per customer is that a lot of the features and a lot of our penetration into the service provider is not deep enough. So we would expect our average customer to pay us two to 3,000 euros a month when we get deep enough with our penetration. But, but today, as we're still fairly early, it's about 500 euros. And how many customers are paying today? Six. And how are you finding them? Are you using a specific growth method? No. So the, the sales part of it is fairly straightforward because in a country like Malta where we operate today, there's a list of all a corporate service provider in Malta. They have, it's a regulated entity. So you just go online, you find all the, the corporate service providers in Malta and you pretty much have their contact details. So you're only selling to accountants and lawyers in Malta. Yeah. And is it, mo- is it mainly accountants and lawyers or are there other professions you're working with? No, the, our, our ideal customer is, is corporate service providers, but they often, like if you look at it globally, they are often comprised of accountants, lawyers, notaries. It really depends on what country you're looking at. I see. Talk to me about your founding team. Did you found this one by yourself or you have co-founders? I, I started out by myself fairly early on. And then I got uh, then I got two co-founders later in the journey when we pivoted from an accounting app to uh, being focused on corporate service providers. Mm-hmm. So did you did you give them fifty percent each, so twenty five, and then you keep fifty percent, or how did you guys have the equity conversation? No, since I had I financed most of the business myself from the beginning, and. As I was also the only founder who worked on it from the beginning, it was uh, it, it wasn't exactly like let's split it uh, down the middle and we we all share equally. It, uh, I I own a larger percentage than than my okay. co-founder. So you own more than maybe seventy percent of the company. No less. Okay, so between fifty. Okay. Oh, but you own about fifty percent of the company total. Yes. Oh, I see. Yes. Well, so, if you own, so, so if you own 50%, then they own 25% each? No, our team owns about 10%. Uh, okay. My co-founders own about 15%. And then I have my old partners from the other business that we exited who also put some of their money into to Binder. So 
they also own a piece. Okay. So that's 50%, 60, 75. So they own your old partners on maybe 20, 25%, something like that. They were your angel investors basically. Yeah. I see. I see. How much of your own money have you put in the company so far? About 2 million. Does that make you nervous? It's a lot of money. No, I, I feel fairly confident in, in what we're doing. And uh, I don't, I, I always knew that I wanted to, to pour whatever money we made from the first venture into to, to the next one. So no. Mm-hmm. Why is it so expensive to build this? I mean, $2 million, is, have you already spent all the $2 million? Keep in mind, we, we spent about two years to begin with developing an accounting app to then pivot for a year and a half to develop this app for corporate service providers. And we're spending about 100,000 euros a month. Uh, it's a team of 18, mainly developers. Uh, so yeah, that, it, that runs up over time. Mm-hmm. So you've already spent $2 million because of that burn rate you just articulated. Yes, yeah, sl- slightly more, two and a half, two point seven. Um, I guess so. I mean, anyone listening right now might go, "Oh my gosh!" Like I, I could never afford to spend two point seven million dollars like on my startup because maybe they don't have an exit like you. So I guess, how do you keep yourself sort of honest? You have enough play money where you can sort of throw money at problems, but how do you make a decision on man? This isn't growing as fast as I thought it would. We're three years in. I got to shut this down and move on. You know, how do you gauge success? You have to. You have to feel very confident in, in the in the direction that, that you're taking the business. And I think that the we didn't it's not like we are inventing a product where we don't really know if there's a market for it. It's kinda like if you can build a better accounting app than Zero or QuickBooks you know there's a market for it. It's not really a question of whether there's a market and a demand for it. It's just a question, can you actually build it and then find a way to 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 distribute this this product? And we've spoken to these corporate service providers all around the world, and they are all desperate for the kind of tool that we have built. And I know as soon as this product is ready, which it is fairly soon. So for us, it's a very exciting time because we feel like we're right on the cusp of being able to deliver this product that we've worked on for so long. Um, that that makes it a bit easier knowing that you're getting such good feedback from the market and you, um, you, yeah, you feel like you're close and you also feel like there's a lot of support from your, from my partners, co-founders team and, and, and so forth. Of course, it makes it a lot easier. Well, Jacob, we're rooting for you on that note, though. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, your favorite book. I recently read a book by the, I don't know if he wrote it himself, but he is the founder of Hyundai, the, the car company. Uh, his name is Chong, Chong Yung Yung or something similar. And he's just, he's the, an absolute, uh, is definitely a, 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 an inspiration. Great. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? No. Number not, three, what's not your... anything. I, I try and get as much inspiration as, as I can from, from, from any, any founder, CEO. Num- number three is what's your favorite online tool for building Binder? ClickUp. 
Number four, how many 100%. hours of sleep do you get every night? Eight hours. And what's your situation? Married, single kids? I have a fiance, two kids. That's great. And how old Eight are you? And five months. How old are you, Jacob? I am 36. Last question. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? I wish I'd put a bit more urgency to this whole journey we, we are on. Uh, there's, there's, so much, uh, there, there's so much good stuff to come from being consistent and uh, having a, a, like a long-term ambition. So I wish I'd started this journey a, a, a bit earlier because it really it compounds these, these things that uh, you're, you're, you're doing. So I wish I'd started a bit earlier and known that uh, some urgency would have been good as well. Probably the thing I should know. I wish I knew more better today as well. Guys, binder.com with two R's on the end does $500 per customer per month today. They have six customers, so 3000 in monthly recurring revenue. Jacob has invested so far over $2 million of his own money in the business, mainly to pay for the team. There's 18 full-time. He's burning called $100,000 per month, but has a lot of conviction on the vision of what he's trying to build. He got that money, by the way, from his first exit, now plowing it into Binder, which is helping folks that serve it, you know, accountants, lawyers, CSPs, and Malta, uh, help them service their customers faster in a more automated fashion. Uh, they're launching now, looking to scale up their customer base, scale up the team, and obviously scale revenue. We'll see what happens next. Jacob, thanks for taking us to the top. Awesome. Thanks, Nathan. Take care. One more thing before you go. We have a brand new show every Thursday at 1 p.m. Central. It's called Shark Tank for SaaS. We call it Deal or Bust. One founder comes on, three hungry buyers, they try and do a deal live and the founder shares back-end dashboards, their expenses, their revenue, ARPU, CAC, LTV, you name it, they share it. And the buyers try and make a deal live. It is fun to watch every Thursday, 1 p.m. Central. Additionally, remember, these recorded founder interviews go live. We release them here on YouTube every day at 2 p.m. Central. To make sure you don't miss any of that, make sure you click the subscribe button below here on YouTube, the big red button, and then click the little bell notification to make sure you get notifications when we do go live. I wouldn't want you to miss breaking news in the SaaS world, whether it's an acquisition, a big fundraise, a big sale, a big profitability statement, or something else. I don't want you to miss it. Additionally, if you want to take this conversation deeper and further, we have by far the largest private Slack community for B2B SaaS founders. You want to get in there. We've probably talked about your tool if you're running a company or your firm if you're investing. You can go in there and quickly search and see what people are saying. Sign up for that at nathanlacka.com forward slash slack. In the meantime, I'm hanging out with you here on YouTube. I'll be in the comments for the next 30 minutes. Feel free to let me know what you thought about this episode. And if you enjoyed it, click the thumbs up. We get a lot of haters that are mad at how aggressive I am on these shows, but I do it so that we can all learn. We have to counter those people. We got to push them away. Click the thumbs up below to counter them and know that I appreciate your guys' support. All right. I'll be in the comments. See ya.